Hi, and welcome to Yes Please, your go-to podcast for all things sexuality, pleasure, and orgasms. I've named this podcast Yes Please because that's how I want you to feel about all things sex, pleasure, and orgasms. Yes Please, and more. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here and that you want to learn more about how to experience more shameless pleasure, deeper satisfaction, and ecstatic orgasms in your life and sexuality. And I hope to inspire you to feel that you can embrace and celebrate your sexuality all throughout your life journey. This podcast isn't just about sex and sex education, however, it's about so much more. Personal growth, living a radiant and confident and authentic life, radical joy and expression, and general fucking goodness. I'm your host, Erica Alsborn, and I'm a sexuality teacher and expert, sex and birth coach, but you can think of me more as your BFF who you love to talk to about sex and all the intimate things you don't feel comfortable talking about with anyone else. I celebrate the vast and diverse human, erotic and sexual experience, and I embody a deep shamelessness when it comes to sex in all its different expressions. However, having said that, I'm a straight, able-bodied, cisgendered woman, and in my work I specialize in female sexuality, and I work with women with pussies and while I have a broad and liberal approach to sex and a very extensive training, my knowledge is limited by my own lived experience as well as the focus in my professional work. But I hope you'll learn lots here with me. Expand your idea of what sex is and can be and mean for you and even though I'm an expert on this topic, I'm not an authority. Everything I share is always a suggestion, not a must. So take what resonates and leave the rest behind. I'm always open to receiving your constructive feedback so don't hesitate to reach out if you have any. Okay. Hi, and welcome again. I'm delighted that you're here, and now let's dive into today's topic. Hi, and welcome to today's episode, another fantastic birth story conversation. And in case you didn't know if this is the first time you're tuning into a birth story episode, I'm doing this because I'm dedicated to shifting the narrative around birth. From fear-mongering to excitement, from curse to blessing, from negativity to positivity. It's so important that positive, empowered, uplifting birth stories are told and heard so we can learn to think about and give birth differently. Giving birth can feel amazing. It can feel amazing. (laughs) It can be a really fantastic, positive experience, and that needs to seep into our culture and be an embodied truth in our culture. And still, we can honor that it's a challenging experience. But hey, so are many things in life, hard but amazing. And that includes giving birth. So in today's episode, I've invited Chloe to share about her accidental unassisted home birth. She had planned for a midwife-assisted home birth, but the midwife didn't have time to come before the baby came out. Chloe had an expansive and calm birth experience where she practiced hypnobirthing throughout the whole laboring journey. And she labored in the tub with her bestie next to her while her husband was in the background and then came around to catch the baby in the tub when it was time for the baby to arrive. And Chloe had done a (laughs) kick-ass achievement of birthing her baby on her own. The midwife arrived shortly after Skylar was born. Chloe describes her birth in her own words as a perfect, idyllic birth. Wow. If she can, so can you. 
Let Chloe's experience inspire you on what's possible to experience when giving birth. It definitely inspired me, and I am elated to share this story with you. Enjoy. All right. Yay. Welcome, Chloe. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for accepting the invitation to share your birth story with me and my audience and the world. And I'm super, super looking forward to hearing your story. So yeah, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Erica. It's, yeah. I mean, I love talking about birth and birth stories. So when I saw your, your invitation, I was an all oh, yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah so I love talking about it too. I love hearing it. And I love that I have the platform and the ability to share positive birth stories. I think it's absolutely crucial and essential and necessary to get these stories out there and to, uh, yeah, to shift the narrative, uh, the, the cultural narrative around birth from dominant on the negative sides and the risks and all the bad things and really hear women, women's real lived experiences of like birth is something really positive and it really had a, yeah, I really had a great time. So without further ado, I'll shut up. Tell us your story. What happened? How was it? And again, like I mentioned before we started recording, don't hold back. Don't censor yourself. You can be as celebratory and braggy and like proud and self-worshipy as you want to. Uh, you can share the highs, the lows, there are no judgments and no holding back. So you get to share your story as you want to. Yay. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> I love the not holding back. I just wanted to start out actually with the fact that after I had my first birthing experience when my daughter was born, I was looking around at women afterwards and I couldn't believe that we all didn't have medals and pedestals and trophies. Yeah, how are the medals? I was at this sort of epiphany moment, an aha moment where I was just like looking around the room and I saw all the women in the room. Some of them had kids, some of them hadn't, they will do later. And I was like, they should be like statues and squares and parks on walls. And this is why I love what you said about like reclaiming this as a positive experience. And however your birthing experience was, you still definitely deserve that trophy. 100%. Whatever happened to you, that trophy is yours, babes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I think women, you know, essentially know something about internal chaos and the waves that happen to us because of our cycle all the way from menses to menopause. So, you know, we have this experience that perhaps stops us bragging because we know we've got a grip on it somewhere. But let's brag. Let's yes. brag. Let's brag. <laughs> and there's not winners or losers. Everyone gets a medal. I love that. Yeah. 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 But you um, had a positive experience that you're oh, here to share about. Both now. times. And I would love to talk about my son's birth, which was absolutely magical. It was fantastic. So I'm going to talk about that today mainly. And then I'll touch on my daughter's um, birth at the end. She was my first child. So with my son, he's called Skylar. We started out really wanting him. It took a while to get him in the door. You have to move to a cold farmhouse and have a renovation project to do that. But I did a lot of work, me and Skylar together. So whilst I was pregnant with Skylar, I suffered a fair bit of what you could say was insomnia. Hmm. So I couldn't sleep at night a lot with Skylar. But I was positive that I wanted to practice hypnobirthing as, as a framing for our birth together, me and Skylar. And so 
me and my husband had gone to the classes for my daughter's birth and I had sought to practice hypnobirthing for her birth. But with Scala, it came in absolutely like if you could have a tick box hypnobirth, that is what happened. Mm. So I've, I felt really proud of myself because I put in the hours I was awake at night practicing hypnobirthing. And I had many conversations with Scala whilst he was inside my tummy about how we could do this together. How do we want it to go? So it wasn't just a plan that I made with my partner. It was a plan that I made with our child. That was a very special thing for me to connect with him and sort of say, almost like consent and permission, because my idea was to get my daughter to bed, go downstairs, have a baby and get back into bed so that the four of us could wake up in the morning <laughs> together. That was, my, <laughs> that was my thing. And I did sensible stuff, you know, like I worked out how many minutes we were from the hospital. I live in the middle of nowhere. There's no cell coverage, you know. So I worked out, you know, the plan B, but that's what I wanted to do. So I talked to Skylar about this whilst he was in my stomach. And, you know, they show their personalities from such a young age. And, and Skylar absolutely was like a yes on it. And, you know, no spoilers, but like he was like, okay, let's do this. So, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, he's still gung ho and up for it. You suggest an idea. He's like, yeah, let's do that. Let's do it, mom. Let's go. So, yeah. So, we put my daughter to bed. And then I started to feel like, oh my God, this, this birth is going to finally happen. Every doctor always tells me that I'm a week over, but, I, but for me, that's my norm. I'm not a week over. My babies are right on time. I just do them a week over the, the nine month mark but they're not late. They're on time. Mm. My time. So there he was. And for my first birth, I needed help having my waters broken, which slightly pissed about actually, but let's do, let's move on later. But with Skylar, my waters broke for the first time. And I was lying on this bed upstairs thinking, okay, this baby's on its way. And my waters broke and I absolutely pissed myself with laughing. I was lying there in a pool of liquid. <laughs> And it was a celebration on so many fronts. It was a celebration because, oh, we're going to meet him. And I didn't even know he was a him. We're going to meet him. You know, he's on his way. And secondly, oh, my body just broke the waters for the first time. And that's weird because I'm lying in a pool of, of watery stuff. But, you know, I need a towel. It was fantastic. It was just such a celebratory moment, you know. Mm. And... um. And, you know, because because my daughter was in bed, I was like, okay. So I went and I looked out the window and this is a very dark Devon night sky because that's the way I roll. And I looked out and I, I couldn't believe it. I looked up into the sky and this shooting star just came across the sky. Oh, full body chills. Yeah. Wow. I thought, you know, yeah, everything's right. Everything's right. Yeah. Bless my partner. He was like, okay, rushing downstairs, getting a water like bath together to have a water bath. And I'm quite used to altered states. I'm an ecstatic dance teacher. I've done heaps of meditation. So that so once the hormones started to really kick in, well, after my waters broke, he came and found me, which was 20, 30 minutes later. And I was, you know, already the hormones were protecting me from the strength of the sensations. Yeah. It was beautiful. I was just this expanded state of opening taking place in my consciousness, taking place in my body, trusting my body was producing everything we needed to do. 
And I, I knew because I'd practiced a lot of the, the hypnobirthing techniques that I was going to relax as much as possible. So quick side note, hypnobirthing, it was first introduced by a woman called Mary Mongong, Mongong, and we, we can tag her in the links. And so she really brought in breathing and self-hypnosis as a way to get the body into a very relaxed state. She was also a pioneer because she started to say, these are not contractions, these are expansions. Mm. So you say that to a woman and the axis with which you're approaching your birth and your body is different. And she would say, we're not going to use the word pain, we're going to talk about sensation. Mm. And again, completely reframed and you're nodding like, yeah, yeah, we're right, on tra we're on track with this. We're on so track, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was hugely strong sensations entering my body. And instead of getting tense because it was a strong sensation, I tried to relax into it, practice the hypnobirthing, and, and let my body have a strong sensation. Like, like some people say, the pain is in the resistance to the experience, right? But when it was just rolling in, and the, the hypnobirthing technique uses imagery, if you want, so you imagine a, a big wave coming towards you on a horizon, and, and once it reaches you, that's the kind of apex of that sensation. So I just hit this peak flow with, with the practice. And I remember getting in the bath, and my, one of my very dear friends, Ruth, came over and was sitting with me while Christian was working hard to fill up this birthing pool. And she said to me, you know, like, how come you're not making any noise? Now, with the hypnobirthing, I was getting so deeply relaxed that when these strong sensations were entering, it was blissful. So it was like a long breath, which was very different than my daughter's birth. And um, as you kind of know, like you get to a point with your baby when she or he or they start to crown that it just enters this different phase. <laughs> I remember reaching down between my legs and I felt my son crown and I stood up <laughs> and I said, I said, Ruth, how long is this going to take? And she said, I don't know. <laughs> Back into this really altered state now. And then he started to crown some more, which is so beautiful. I mean, reaching between your own legs and feeling your child arrive. I mean, what that does to you is an experience. Like, And she said to me, do you want to be in the bath or out of the bath? And I, and I stood up and held onto the side and I went to the bath, like I really knew what I was doing. And then I looked at what I had to do whilst crowning a baby and getting out of a metal bath. But I looked down and just went in the bath. <laughs> it's just like, no way. In the bath. So that was beautiful. Ruth ran downstairs, got my partner and just sort of said, this thing's, you know, this is right on time, like come up, come up now. And bless my partner because he has caught both our children. So the first thing they have touched coming into the world is their father's hands, mm. which actually makes me want to cry. <laughs> Crying is welcome. Crying is welcome. <laughs> and, um, so he's there. We birthed Skylar. And bless him, because the midwife, who we had called, said, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. She obviously thought, there's no way this woman is going to birth in three hours. And out, out Skylar came. And, and that, I imagine there was a moment where it was like, and now what? There's no medical staff present. None of us know what to do. He was fine. 
I was fine. Everybody was fine. And I don't know how long that moment lasted. I imagine for my partner and Ruth, it was probably harder for them than me. I was, I was arrived, you know, in that moment. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. Wow. And then I really want to share this next bit because at some point the midwife ran in and she said, oh, I missed it. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then she picked up the bath mat and I was like, don't rub my son with that. <laughs> but, um, it was very sweet. And this is the bit I really want to share because I said to the midwife, please be careful. His umbilical cord is short. Now, of course I knew his umbilical cord was short. I grew that umbilical cord, but I had no conscious recognition that I knew that. I, I hadn't thought, I don't even know what your average umbilical cord is. You're a, you're a nurse, so you probably know more about that than me. But what I want to really impress on women is the depth that we know what we're doing. Mm. Depth that we know exactly what is happening when we let ourselves. The point where I could give a third party some key information about how to look after me and my son. Wow. And it's just like, and I want us all to, if we want to, step into that further, to take back the power of the fear culture, to say, now hang on. Yes, we need some support. We need looking after, but we essentially know what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And we know so much about ourselves, which is what our work is about, isn't it, Erica? Like, yeah. Opening to these places. So that was beautiful. And eventually, after birthing the placenta, we got into bed next to my daughter with my partner and my son. And in the morning, my son started crying and she woke up. And took a peek over the duvet and went, is he here? And we said yes. And so she then hid under the duvet because <laughs> she didn't know what she felt about it. And we said, do you want to choose his middle name? And she said, yeah, gave him his middle name. So we did it. We put her to bed, went out, had a baby in our own house, and got back into bed as a family, woke up under Holy that duvet. Fuck. Holy fuck. What a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. You know, and there was a lot of insomnia that I worked through the energetics. I mean, within my work as a coach, I work with mind-body intelligence a lot, you know, about this, Erica, to the max. And there was lots of pieces that I needed to integrate, I think, I, I believe, in order to make this kind of perfect idyllic birth story happen because I had fear about what I was doing. I was scared of the pain. I knew it's a strong experience because I'd had a first, you know. And so, yeah, I was really trusting in the process that I was up at night for a reason to work through anything in me that was going to get in the way of what I wanted to have happen, Yeah, which was beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Mm. I love that you were able to reframe that and work with your body and your insomnia in that way yeah before i move into like summarizing a little bit i would love to hear about when you birthed the placenta what was that experience like did you do that on your own as well or was that when the had the midwife arrived at that point i think the midwife was there but I, i'm pretty clear on not wanting people around when i'm birthing for me mm -hmm. i journey in to my baby 
and then together we journey out. So anything like wanting me to be in connection with them for me is a very counter move to the fact that, well, I'm going in to get them. That's that to me is self-responsible for him and her of them. So at that point, I think the midwife was there, but I think she was in the other room, hopefully being practical and mopping things up. And we were in the bedroom next door and it was very relaxed. It was quite quick. It's it's quite a weird sensation birthing a placenta, like because you sort of it is, isn't it? You kind yeah. of forget you have to do it. Yeah, <laughs> and then you're like, oh yeah, part two, gonna need this. Yeah, yeah, which is why I think it's nice to mention it, talk about it because it's part of the birth experience. Yeah, and and we went on to use the placenta. We made placenta tincture that mm. me and my baby could use when we had junctions to do with separation he could take some of the tincture and i could just just to smooth over the fact you know the placenta holds our connection mm. and i used the placenta also to give me back some of the nutrients that i'd lost through losing the placenta so we we used it also as a sort of medicine on a on a beautiful on some level yeah beautiful i also really recommend depending on how you stomach life You can do placenta prints and they look like trees. And then you have this, this beautiful painting that you can hide or put on the wall. Mm. Use the, the color. That was, that was lovely. Yeah. But it was, it was easy. It's smaller than a huge sun. Yeah. It's soft and squishy and yeah, kind of small in comparison. Indeed. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Ah, oh, I'm so delighted for you that you got this in your own words. A perfect idyllic birth that you planned and designed in detail and that you received consent from your unborn baby to co-create this experience and that you had such a positive experience in your accidental free birth so it was a planned midwife assisted home birth but it turned into a, an accidental unassisted free birth with your husband catching your baby and your your good friend Ruth present at your yeah. side yeah yeah so i'll walk you through these experience a little bit and some of the highlights that i wrote down so you mentioned during pregnancy that you experienced a lot of insomnia you were up during the nights and you spent those nights practicing hypnobirthing and working on that energetic integration in yeah. a way right and you mentioned and emphasized a lot when describing your experience of being pregnant with your baby skylar you didn't know it was a boy at the time but It was a lot about me and him, conversating with him about the birth, designing a plan, a plan A, a plan B as well. But plan A, birthing downstairs while your daughter was sleeping so you could get back into bed and wake up with your baby and your daughter and all of you being together as a family. And you checked in with your baby and asked for his consent. And he was totally on board. He said, yes, let's do yeah. this, mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> and being a bit pissed about your water not breaking naturally with your first birth, you were so happy and so celebratory when your water broke in your bed. You mentioned you were pissing yourself laughing. It was so celebratory in the sense of like, yes, I get to meet him. <laughs> and yes, my water broke. And you looked out at the um, up into the Devon night sky and saw a shooting star. And it felt like a message, like everything's right. Everything's mm -hmm. right. And then from there, 
your husband started preparing the practical stuff, bless him with the pool and the stuff and, you know, doing the manly things. And you did the birthing goddess thing, which was just going inwards, deep, deep, deep within yourself. You mentioned a feeling of your hormones protecting you from the sensations, which is so accurate. Entering into an altered state of being, mind, body, practicing the breathing, the hypnotechnique, and working with the words, the language, and the experience of expanding rather than contracting, and working with sensation rather than pain. Mm-hmm. And I 100% resonate with that and feel I apply that in my own birthing experience. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful. And you mentioned, you know, entering a peak flow in your practice with hypnobirthing and with the tools that you used. You got in the bath, you were in the bath, and there was these beautiful sensations of waves and experiencing bliss. You were in a blissful state. Yeah. And uh, as Skylar was crowning, you reached down to touch him with your own hands, which is such an experience. And you were debating whether to leave the bath or stay. (laughs) And it was a clear like, no, I'm staying in the bath. And so you gave birth to Skylar in the bath. Your husband caught him. And yeah, and then afterwards, there was this like state of like, okay, what do we do now? <laughs> What's And you were just in, in that arrival mode of like, I've just birthed the baby. Powerful higher conscious insights afterwards around your son having a short umbilical cord. The midwife arrived. You birthed the placenta. And uh, then you all woke up in the bed together. And your daughter yeah. experiencing a baby in the bed next to her. Yeah. A perfect idyllic birth. Yeah. Well done, Mama. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Really, really well done, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's your medal. <laughs> yeah. Here's your medal. Here's your medal. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Pop all the champagne bottles. Mm. Mm. Um, or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah. 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 Wow. This is what's possible. This is, I mean, I think this is how it's designed, right? By nature or God or whatever you resonate with. Like this is birth by design. And then as we know, nature is not always reliable. Things can happen. There can be, of course, accidents or whatever you want to call it. Natural disasters happen, right? But by design, I feel this is what we were created to be able to experience. And there lies a responsibility within the individual to create the internal environment in which and for which the experience can unfold so naturally, mm. so beautifully, like it did in your case. And so you mentioned hypnobirthing being a key preparation. Is there anything else that you did? And I know you you come you know with a lot of wisdom from the body of work that you do. So obviously it all makes an impact, but... Is there some way that you could summarize or like bullet point the preparation that you did and what you feel contributed to this experience? Yeah, tiny, tiny top tip. Use a really good oil on whatever you want to call it, your vaginal lips, your yoni, every day during your pregnancy because the softer that piece of skin is, the more elasticity it has. So that's just a very pragmatic piece of massaging that with oil it just softens up the whole area so you're, you're more likely to open more softly there's also i mean i remember when i've done a fair bit of traveling and i remember when anyone you say oh i'm going to india and unfortunately the human psychology seems to be then oh you don't want to do that and mary mongon 
is fantastic in sort of like letting people know if they start to give you fear stories. That's not to say not to do a risk assessment, but if you get your neighbor telling you how difficult her birth was, just let her know. It's okay. I'm happy not to hear this because we're vulnerable. We're so vulnerable during pregnancy. We're vulnerable and very porous as human beings anyway, it's a story. So you don't want to be entertaining a suggestion of of a tributary that takes you to a place you don't want to go in your own head or your heart, your body. So very much, you know, when you get that level of like, oh, you know, God, yeah, my my grandma, well, she, no, thanks. I'm, I'm good. I, I'm doing this my way. So I feel quite protective of women over that because you've got the patriarchy within lots of medical systems and we're slowly undoing that, hopefully, but also just in your own environment and community, you want to be supported by people who are helping you make your own decisions that are healthy and safe, but also deeply in trust of yourself. There's sort of two pragmatic ones. And I think the biggest game changer for me was working with breath, but allowing these strong sensations to be felt and knowing they weren't going to break you, Mm. knowing that they were going to arrive anyway. So it really was for me like watching a shoreline. Here comes the next wave and it's getting closer and closer and welcoming it in. And it changed the whole experience for me, not to use this word that was something I maybe I shouldn't be experienced. Yeah, I think that's applicable and transferable into all areas of life. You know, we're taught to avoid discomfort as opposed to how it becomes a growth or an opening. So for a woman to allow herself a strong sensation, there's a beauty in letting that open you further than maybe you thought was possible, but trust yourself. You know, you've got there. You can do it. You're amazing. You know. And the other thing, like you said, you know, sometimes there's natural disasters and, you know, nature is wild. I just want to quickly comment, my friend Rachel, bless her if she'll ever listen to this, but she had a birth that wasn't actually as she planned, but she called it the great humbling. And I love this (laughs) word of the great humbling because it doesn't make the woman wrong for whatever she does experience. My first birth, I didn't manage hypnobirthing. I did manage to roar like a wild animal. I had the most amazing time. My daughter was amazing and we got there. But just like the kind of show God your plans and make them laugh kind of attitude, like just just kind of bring it all together in this messy thing. Do your best to have the experience you wanted to have. But oh, please don't judge yourself mm. if you took a left turn instead of a right. You know, you're amazing. You're amazing because you're going to do it. Beautiful. Oh, I love women so much. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, praise. (laughs) It's amazing. We bring human beings in from some other place. Yeah. Yeah. I kneel at all your altars. (laughs) I kneel at all our altars. Yeah. I love um, this episode. I recorded it with a woman named Sharon Maloney, and she talks about women being the sacred life bearers, right? Yeah. And it's so, so, so true. Like we are life creators, life bearers. We also have the capacity to kill and there's also death inside of us in our cycle and in miscarriage yeah. and things. So we're both sacred life bearers and enders in a way. Yeah. But we are indeed so marvelous. And yeah. Yeah. I love us, I love so us brave. too. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of initiations and things like that. And I really felt like, terms of you know an animist or shamanic lens on this you know nature builds in for women perfectly set of 
rites and rituals with which to learn deeply about what it is to be in life itself. And for me, birthing is one of them. Yeah. You know, but we step up to a bar that we cannot avoid. Yeah. And and you move through that right. Exactly. There's your trophy. Exactly. <laughs> and because of yeah. this, you know, traditionally, like in ancient times, women were seen as the natural sh- shamans because we mm-hmm. dance in the realm of life and death. We create, we kill, yeah. and uh, we are so close to the otherworldly because we literally create life and we become one with all of that through these rites of passages. So, you know, it's a kind of shamanic experience in and of itself to become pregnant and to give birth, right? Uh, And like you say, it's a rite of passage. And this is the blessing that we're given, not the curse. Oh, it's a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. My father's actually very jealous of women. He would love to have experienced pregnancy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of... He gets what this is. Yeah. My very unscientific, very like informal hypothesis for why a lot of men dislike women and the patriarchy is because they're jealous yeah. of the magic that we are and it makes them angry. <laughs> yeah. It's immense what, what we're given as a capacity to do and be. Yeah. It's immense, isn't it? It is. It is. In fact, when I was in that bliss state with the waves of sensation rolling in i had no cognition or remembering because it was beyond any cerebral moment at that point of me being separate from the sensation that was rolling in towards me so it's that sense of like i am that sensation or the universe is arriving here from this point to this point but i was all of it all at the same time it's right you want to do it again yeah (laughs) yeah I'm doing it soon. I am both nervous and excited. And I selfishly scheduled all of these birth recordings now because I'm like, I'm drinking it in, getting saturated in all this excitement and inspiration. And I'm going to be giving birth in, yeah, like two months. Two months, brilliant. I love that you did that. I was like, this woman is just so intelligent. Because when you were like, all right, we're going to spend two or three months now talking about positive birth stories. I was like, ideal. You could not set herself up better. I know, right? Serving the whole of your community, you know, like, yeah. (laughs) Win-win. Win-win. Amazing. Lastly, Chloe, is there a message from, I mean, you've shared so much already in terms of offering wisdom and guidance. But if you were speaking from your heart directly into a woman's heart about her upcoming birth at some point in the future, what do you want to say to her? Trust yourself, love yourself, connect with that person inside of you. And yeah, do it your way. I would really say do it your way. Have the, have the bravery to do it your way. I, I totally back you in that. I, I always will. Yeah, yeah. People will have ideas, but you have a body. And the body knows. Beautiful. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your story. And again, so happy for you. Good luck with your birth. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm really excited for you. Yeah, amazing. Me too. Thank you, Chloe. Okay, my friend, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something new today or that I reminded you of something you already knew or do and that you feel inspired and encouraged to prioritize sex, pleasure, and orgasms in your busy life. 
If you love this podcast, please share it with your friends and give it a rating or review so this important message can reach more people on this planet. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time.